Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games in the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives and varying skill range. I'm the hardcore gamer host of this episode, Andrew. With me, our moderate gamer can't figure it out, Keith. Hello. And of course, the wonderful Liz the Noob. Hey, guys. And this week, we are doing our side quest episode of the Xbox Bethesda Showcase Recap. And this time around, it's not a month late like last oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> it's only two weeks late. <laughs> I mean, it's better late than never. So we decided we'd share our thoughts on the Xbox Showcase since we all, you know, got to see it. Arval, though, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Was Did this make you excited? Did you not care? Were you thought it was okay? I got really excited. There's a lot of games on my, like, I really want a playlist. And I will say, though, that watching these... It, I always find it frustrating when they like barely give you anything. And I feel like it goes either way where like they give you like a little snippet and you're like, I need to know more. Or you're just like, if you're not going to give me more, like I just don't care. <laughs> so it's like, it's one or the other. But yeah, there was enough games that I'm really excited about that I, I feel like I'm going to hint, you know, guys, pick this one. <laughs> See, the, you haven't obviously seen a lot of showcases, but this showcase, I will say, I feel like it wasn't too much of a tease. Like you haven't been in other showcases where like literally sometimes it's just like a logo or just an audio clip of, and it doesn't show anything. And it's like, Oh, you're gonna have to wait two years. They'll put a word or a date. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird when they give like a general concept, but they don't even give us like a real trailer or gameplay. Like for me, like I'm mostly interested in gameplay trailers, but I also just like, at least give me like, you know, more story or something. So, I, I mean, I kind of I did the same thing I would do with probably just about any game showcase. I've never been one to sit down and watch them live. I couldn't if I wanted to. I wasn't around. But at the same time, I like I wasn't worried or concerned that, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to watch all this live. But I went down and I, I watched it that night. But I also like watching it that way because, quite honestly, this is going to be a real shocker to a lot of people who listen to this podcast. I don't really care about all the talking and the dialogue in between. Just give me. There's the not basic. a lot this time around. And and you're right. I, I didn't find myself skipping. And I and I I did catch even that they talked about that. And I think that it was something that made this showcase special in particular. Is they really focused on the games themselves, and on top of that, they focused on these are games that are coming out within the next year. We're not going to tease you with, yeah. hey, here's some cool 2025 pipe dream that's actually going to come out in 2030, and then it's going to be like Mario Kart or something. Like it's. <laughs> It, it, they're, it, and maybe they still might be that at the end of the day, but at least we, with some reason, have are, are able to say that, hey, we're going to have everything we just saw within the next 12 months. And correct me if I'm wrong, is every single thing we saw in their day one on Game Pass, or at least coming to Game Pass? Not everything, but majority. The majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I also have to say, and and I totally understand why I was a bit thrown by the the Bethesda in the name because I was like oh, I don't really care for a ton of Bethesda games, so I don't know that I'm very excited. But duh, Microsoft and Bethesda are kind of the same thing now, and it was yep. up, it was Bethesda Plus. So I was very pleasantly surprised about a lot of things that I saw that I wasn't expecting to see. Yeah, Bethesda actually used to have its own showcase, so that's why. It's the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. I think I said this last time. I just want to point out again that, because this was live, correct? Yeah. I watched it afterwards, but I love how eloquent they are. If I was doing a live thing and like talking during these segments, like not only do they keep 
switching the camera so they have to know when to turn and face the other camera but there's like no stuttering like Andrew edits a lot (laughs) and so I'm always just so impressed I kind of assumed that their dialogue was pre-recorded because it doesn't really matter if they're speaking live or not, right? I guess, yeah. There wasn't an audience from what I could tell, oh, so true. it is possible. But, I mean, they kept saying it was live. Yeah, I could be but, wrong. But. but, yeah, I'm with with you guys for most of the things. For me, I thought this, this showcase was good, not great. Um, I do like – so what I was just disappointed in, there was a lot of rumors for some things that I was really excited for. You know, there was rumors that there was going to be announced for a new GoldenEye remake. There was rumors that maybe Age of Empires was coming to console because, you know, the Xbox console supports keyboard and mouse. So, I mean, it makes sense that you can start transferring some PC games, especially if you do cloud, you know, to the console. So I was kind of hoping for some of that. You know, there was rumor that Microsoft was finally going to announce that they're going to have a Game Pass family plan. There was rumor that they were going to come up with a streaming device because, you know, they just recently announced that you can now stream on Samsung smart TVs. So some people are just assuming that Microsoft would just come out with a like simple streaming device for like 50 bucks where you could do like xCloud. And, you know, there's they've obviously there's a ton of big games coming down the pipeline that a lot of people thought we would get more information on. But we got none, you know, no perfect dark. No Fable, no... Titanfall. Oh, a new Gears of War, <laughs> not Titanfall. Titanfall's yay. I know. So it wouldn't be in this showcase anyway. But yeah, they like a lot of people know of these big games that are coming down the pipeline. But what I do love about the showcase is that at the beginning, you know, as Keith said, the girl said of, you know, everything you're seeing here in the next 12 months you're playing, that is awesome. Because that's one thing I usually hate about Sony's uh, showcase. They, you know, they usually throw some good games, really good graphics, good trailers, but some of them are like two, three years out. And I hate seeing a game and getting teased with it and being like, yeah, you know, you're going to be playing this, you know, three years. And it's just like, that sucks. So it's nice that I got to see all these things and I'm like, cool, I am playing this within the year. And you know, of course there were some new surprises and new IPs in this. None of them I thought were super stellar, but you know, I love indie games. So they still got my interest. So yeah, I thought overall it was a good showcase. You just ruined it for me by reminding me about Goldeneye. And now I'm just like, you know what? Zero stars. <laughs> showcase sucks now. <laughs> I, I, Outside of maybe some weird little catchphrase, I don't know that there is a soapbox I have stood on more in this podcast than the fact that I don't want a remake of Goldeneye. I could oh, be it's, wrong. It's supposed to be just a remaster. Which is even, I don't know, maybe worse. I don't know, maybe a remake is better. But either way, I don't. I think just I think leave it as it is. I think it was just it it was perfect and it's it's not gonna hold the same glory. But well, that's just yeah. Me. Well, the issue too is you just can't play it anymore unless you have a Nintendo sixty four and you have the cartridge. Like you just can't play it anymore, and so that's the whole thing of like just at least being able to play the game again. But I do agree, Keith. I tried it recently and it's like man, this game's yeah, pretty it's just, dated. It's it's just gonna kill it for me. All of the nostalgia and the love that I have for it, I'm gonna be like, this is terrible. And I know why I loved it then, but I, I, I will just be sad that I don't actually find it as fun as I thought I would. Almost like, honestly, I, I think within the last 10 years, I played Twisted Metal 2, and I was, just, I was unpleasantly surprised that I was like, oh, <laughs> it just wasn't as fun as I remember being. Uh, not the concept, still love the game as an idea. It just wasn't fun. It didn't age well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I thought we'd go through the showcase each game. Kind of get of uh, your feels on how you guys thought about it. So the showcase started off with gameplay of Redfall, which for me I was very excited for, because 
I don't know about you guys, or I don't know if you guys saw remember from last showcase, they just did like a cinematic, you know, trailer kind of, hey, this is our game coming out. I did not care for the cinematic. For me, that this game originally was like a two out of ten, because it I couldn't. To me, it seemed like it was trying to go more teen kind of Fortnite. The way the characters were, how they're kind of you know these young teen kind of characters, and their banter was kind of goofy. But right off the bat on the showcase, as soon as they show gameplay, it's like blood, gore, scary vampires. And to me, I was like, yes, thank you. This is what I wanted. I wanted something a little more mature. I still think some of the banter and dialogue was kind of kiddish. But I thought Redfall actually looked really good. I feel like it was a little all over the place for me, but in a good way. So I was surprised. I think towards the end, it showed like a skill tree. Yep. But I, I like that there are these like cool environments and like there, I, it's like creepy kind of. Like I almost wasn't sure I wouldn't have started if it was going to be like scary or creepy. And then I saw like more of the clip and... Um, but also like the story, like it's based in Massachusetts and like the vampires, like they created an island, right? Or no, it's it was a town on the, the coast, yeah, that they kind oh, of took yeah, over. Yeah, but they they blocked it off from everybody else. Yes, yeah. but so for me, I'm just like, is there going to be enough food for the vampires after a while? Like they're going to have to branch out. I mean, it's kind of like that uh, graphic novel and movie, what Thirty Days of Night. Yeah, but I also like that it's co-op and uh, there's different classes, right? Yep. So I feel like I'm really going to like this game. I just I kind of don't know what direction it's really going in because, like you said, it did feel kind of kiddish at some points, but. It also seemed really cool. <laughs> yeah, I didn't care for the banter. I don't see. I don't think it was trying to go youth in any way. I think it was just trying to be a little bit cheeky while being a vampire game. I I got the vibe that it was sort of a um, craps almighty, not Left for Dead. <laughs> what was the one that just came out? It was uh, Back for Blood. Back for Blood. That it was like, yeah, so I kind of got the vibe that this was Back for Blood w- with vampires. And I don't even think that that's a problem. I'm not complaining about that being the case because it seems there's also different aspects to it that Back for Blood doesn't do, skill trees and all that stuff. But at least that was the overall play vibe I got. And, I, and I'm and i about it. Like, I like it. And I like the fact that it, it sounds like there's factions and you can kind of help one side versus another and ultimately maybe decide how the the outcome of the game goes so like that could be kind of cool and so yeah i i definitely think it looks like a good amount of fun and and i'm excited for it to come out yeah and this is from arcane Studios. so the two games that we played from them prey and dishonored okay so prey skill tree was really good so so i i think this game has a lot of potential yeah so for me scale of one to ten how excited you guys for this game so I don't hate me. I'm going to switch it for myself because I have games that, um, you know, I don't really want to play stuff that I'm like, eh, and then my, my top picks. And so I'm going to do either a one, a three or a five. I like, so <laughs> okay. I'm going to give this like a five out of five on excitement. I am going to rank these high. Like, so if it's just like, if I'm interested in playing it, it's going to be an automatic five. So for me, this is a five. So we'll say this is, uh, so this is going on the five point system. Okay, fine. We'll do five points. No, but it's not a easier. five point system. It's a three point system. One, three, or five. <laughs> so it's, it's this is a. I mean, you can do your own. I just like I'm. You know, I'm being positive today. So if I like the game, I'm gonna give wait, it five. Hold on. Yeah, that is a good point. What is this? So you do it a three point system, Liz, or a five point system? So on an odd scale it's, of it's, one to five. <laughs> Listen, I just do you know we didn't you didn't tell me how we were doing this. I have 
don't want to play. I'm all right playing it, but I don't know if I'm going to like it, and I'm going to like it. So for me, it's just like I, I have three categories, three scores, and that's what I'm going with. You guys right. can do your own thing if you want. All right. Okay. I'm gonna, you guys didn't tell me this. I'm going to be between 2 and 20 only using even numbers. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so what's your number for this? I, I wish I knew the first 100 prime numbers because I would go on that <laughs> scale. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not even going to use number or scale at all. Cause I just, I, I'm so bad at number scales as it is. I, I we can't really give me. A, that, so you're just going to do a game or a pass. Yeah. This is a, this is a okay. game that I want to, I want us to review. I, I would like a user to, a user. I would like a listener to suggest it. I would like us to pick it if, if we have a, a, our pick week and I would like to play this game when it comes out. I love I'm trying to be a host here and try to give us, you know, some uniform Andrew, you scoring have been doing system here. And you guys are just doing whatever the hell you want. You we, should have told us from the beginning. I said before we started this, I said maybe we should just do Gamer Pass because I don't know about this 10-point scale. And you uh, were like, no, let's just do the 10-point scale. Well, And so do you know what? Me and Keith, you know, I'm going we're with, on the same page. Whatever. I'm going with my system. We've so. been doing this podcast for three years now. And you <laughs> honestly think you can reel us in at this point? <laughs> So I'm going with my system. I for excitement, I'm eight out eight out of ten. I I it, this looks like a really fun looter shooter. My biggest, like I said, gripe maybe the banter. I don't want this to be kiddish. I want this to be more kind of dark, which you know Arcane has a history of. So I think it will go that way. So next up after the showcase though was Hollow Knight Silk Song, which this has been talked about for a while. I remember when we did when we covered Hollow Knight. Even then, people knew Silk Song was coming out. I think it was originally just supposed to be an expansion, but this time it looks like it's a full standalone game. And I don't know if you guys remember. I asked Liz. She did not. You were playing... I can't remember who exactly she was. I think she's like the princess of the world, but she was the first boss you encountered in Hollow Knight. You are now playing her. Instead of a nail, she has a sewing needle, but it looks very much like Hollow Knight. So... This? Liz, I bet this is, you know, number one on your list, right? No, this is a three. I had a lot of respect for Hollow Knight, but I was really bad at it, if I remember yeah. correctly. Mine like a sieve. I, I think that's it my very hard. It. Yeah. And I I was really struggling. And I mean, obviously, like the more I gain, the more experience. Maybe, you know, I'll have an easier time with it. Probably not. <laughs> but graphically, I liked it. There's a lot of things I liked about it, but I just think it that will be a struggle week for me. But I'm not hating the idea of playing it. So for me, it's a three. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in a weird place with Hollow Knight because I don't, I don't remember where I at least kind of ultimately fell on it. I think it was a game because I generally tend to enjoy platformers. I enjoy Metroidvania style type of games, and and so I do, I do recall enjoying Hollow Knight as a whole. Was it my favorite? No. And am I overly excited about a sequel for it? Also, not really. Uh, and, and that might be, and it probably could very much be the fact that I never did beat Hollow Knight either. I got, I think, decently far, but I know I didn't beat it. And, and so maybe that's why I'm just like, oh, I don't want more. But I'm not upset about it. And this would be another one of those if it came up as a as a recommendation. I wouldn't be upset about it, but I'm not looking forward to it, at least. So for me... I'm probably giving this a 7 out of 10 for excitement. I loved Hollow Knight. I, th- I had a ton of fun with it. I did not beat it either because, unfortunately, that's kind of the negative thing about doing this podcast. You got to go to the next game. You don't have enough time to kind of play what you want. But I know I got pretty far. I thought it was a ton of fun. 
I thought its universe was really intriguing. I love the art style. And so this just looks like more of the same. It didn't look like it was reinventing the wheel. You know, you they showcase some new moves she had. She definitely looks like she's more acrobatic. So it looks like the combat's a lot more fluid. But yeah, I overall, I'm absolutely not against more Hollow Knight. And once again, too, I'm pretty sure this is day one Game Pass as well. So and I, yeah, I'd look forward to that. I, I think that's kind of my issue, though is and it's not even a complaint it's a weird thing but but yeah as far as i mean as far as it is with hollow knight is that i definitely enjoyed my time with it and i could be horribly wrong on maybe i absolutely loved it when we played it but i i thought it was fun but i guess just giving me more of the same doesn't is where i'm not excited about it it's just it's more of the same I guess I would like to see it do something different. So next up after that, this was a new IP that kind of came out of nowhere. I did not hear of this in the works at all. Uh, but next up was High on Life, which is from the creators of Rick and Morty and Solar Opposite. So I'm assuming, I don't know if Dan Harmon's in it. I think this might just be, um, trying to bring in his other name on the other, on his partner. But, um, so, but you could definitely hear the voice actor of Morty's in it. And this looks like a first-person shooter where you are an alien trying to save humans who are being used as a drug for aliens. They consume humans, and they get high on life. So this, the interesting about this game is that your guns are living creatures. So I'm assuming you didn't play, Keith, but I got a lot of vibes of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. I don't know if you played that. I think I played bits of it. I, not, it I don't know if I played that one because there's multiple Odd Worlds, right? So, yeah, but this one was a first person shooter. You were like a um, kind of like a like a cat type person humanoid and you were a bounty hunter and you had a crossbow and your ammo was living creatures. So you had like bees to harass people. You had like these other creatures that would be essentially uh, bullet balls that could tie people up. So this game looked kind of similar to that where the guns had different features to them. They were living creatures and they kind of would do different things. This game to me looked interesting but i don't quite know how it is because you know anyone who's played any other so this is squanch games is the studio they've done a couple of other games and their games are generally really funny you know obviously very not safe for kids but the 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 humor is usually top notch i did not get much humor in this one it was kind of funny like knifey the knife that just wants to keep stabbing people kind of funny but there wasn't anything that made me like Laugh out loud. At the end, it had a character that was similar to one in Rick and Morty. Yeah, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed very much like him. Yeah, I like the music in the trailer. I loved. And obviously, graphically, it's very reminiscent of Rick and Morty. So I'm excited. I put it in one of my top ones because, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to like the game. I feel like I didn't get too much from the trailer. But I'm going to give it a five out of five. I'm so... T- this is another one, I guess. Uh, maybe I'm going to say this a lot. But I, I'm, I'm torn on because I, I'm i I'm always hesitant on games that, well, while this is not a spinoff of Rick and Morty or tied to Rick and Morty, when you have a creator who just does the same thing but different, it kind of gets tiring. Like, yeah. It, like, if this was a Rick and Morty game, I think I'd be okay with it. But the fact that it's not, and it feels like it is Rick and Morty, like, even if it was, if they if they went into something where, like, hey, this is, uh, what do they call it, the Cableverse or whatever. Like, if this was a, you know, a, sh- a show that existed on one of their weird cables oh, multi- or something. The, uh, 
interdimensional television. Yeah, the inter- Yeah, exactly. Like if it if it tied even in that way, then maybe. But I think where the humor issue may be, and and I could be wrong because I just did, I looked. It doesn't look like Dan Harmon's involved. So I think you have you know it's Justin Roiland if I'm saying that right. Yeah, that's his name. Thank you. Justin and um, I mean I'm sure he adds some comedy to the show, but I think Dan Harmon. And I could be very wrong, but I think Dan Harmon is probably what just brings out the comedy, knowing other things that Dan Harmon's done. And and I think that's where it might end up lacking on there. So while I could be very much wrong about it, I don't think it's going to live up to what it could be. And so I'm not overly excited about it. I would. So it's I think I think I might be looking at a pre pass on it. I'm with you, Keith. I, Dan Harmon. I mean, Justin Rowland, his stuff is also pretty funny. I think it is mostly him because I think he's the only one doing Solar Opposite. And that's what the game kind of said is like from the creator of Solar Opposite. Okay, Solar Opposites was good. I, I will give it. It's not Rick and Morty. but it's, uh, I've only it's, seen like the first four episodes and I thought it was just okay. I didn't care for it as much. Yeah, it was it was good. I thought it was okay. I it, I was watchable and I enjoyed it, but it was it was not Rick and Morty comparable. But yeah, the trailer for me just didn't show too much. I'm like, I'm at a five out of ten. I'm like in the middle of the road. I think this could be good. The game, the actual gunplay looked okay. So... I don't know. I got to see more of it, but I'm at least excited for it. So next up, they announced Riot Games partnership to me. So I grew up, I guess can say grow up, but my college years was, was League of Legends like day and night. I played that game way too much. So for me, I'm super excited for this Riot game partnership because I, you know, I've been playing the uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, the mobile version. I think that's a ton of fun. And the, so this partnership, if you are a Game Pass subscriber, you get all their champions, like their core deck packs on the Legends of Runeterra, the card game they have. To me, I think this is awesome feature. I don't have a lot of time, but I am really tempted to get back into League of Legends after seeing that. I don't know if you guys cared at all for this partnership. For me, this is one of those I I can absolutely see the value in, and it's just one more reason that I I've said before, and I will say again, and I don't know even think I'm the first person to say it. Xbox is by or Game Pass is by and far the greatest value of any subscription. It might not I know, be they the just best keep adding benefits. Yeah, like it may not be the best subscription because it might not be your thing, and that's fine. But for what it adds in value, I don't think there's any competition in in any other subscription service maybe disney plus because they have like all the espn and hulu partnerships and bundles but like i don't know game pass is just incredible as far as it goes i was a dota guy and you know that you know me and my yeah, days you play the original dota and I yeah, warcraft 3 i never i never end up switching when it really went over to its own standalone game which not in some like snobby way i just didn't do it and kind of moved away from computer games as a whole at that point and so i played a good amount of league of legends in my day oh man i loved being a jungler but i wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a good one but i loved it that but i i've played my fair share but i'm i don't know i don't think it's going to do anything for me it, unless we like do an episode on it i don't think i'm going to utilize really any of it but it is a cool cool option or addition i should say uh, it's a three for me. I, I I don't mind playing it, but... You would actually try it? It's all PvP? I mean, I would. I mean, I thought I was going to hate Rainbow Siege 6, and I really loved it. <laughs> Rainbow so. Six Siege. Close. Rainbow Six Siege every time. <laughs> I thought I had it Rainbow this time. Rainbow Siege 6. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it didn't really get me thrilled, but 
I would, there are some games where I was just like, I do not want to play this. And this wasn't one of them. So, so next up was probably one of my highlights from my favorite games, Plague Tale Requiem. Oh, after we beat Plague's Tale, I loved that game and I thought it ended so well. I loved where the story was going and I was like, I hope they continue this series. This was a ton of fun. The, I remember it graphically was gorgeous. I thought the characters were great. So seeing this again, this it doesn't look, once again, this game doesn't look like it's reinventing the wheel. It just looks like it's continuing the story, which I'm 100% for. I'm 9 out of 10 on this. I can't wait for this. For me, um, it is a, a 5 for me. I actually got excited seeing it, which I think like the first one, I could be wrong, but I thought it was like high 70s or like low 80s. There are things I didn't like about the game, but ov- overall, I did give it a game, I believe. Our angry co-host liked Plague's Tale the best. Yes. Well, that was like his place he liked in it. France. That's, yeah. that's yeah. cheating. But looking at the gameplay in the trailer, like I was like, oh yeah, you have those like white flowers that you hide in and you know, with the, the rats and everything. And there were so many things I forgot. And I feel like the gameplay is so unique that I'm going to enjoy it again. Great. That's <laughs> that's my take on it. Um, I oh died. yeah, you didn't care for it, did you? I didn't like the first one. I thought it was wow, that's right. Slow. I didn't care for anything about the characters. The siblings annoyed me. My gosh, that whiny kid that you have to drag around through a bunch of rats. He looks older now. In janky fights be- with with knights. No, thank you. I'm sure we'll play it, but no, thank you. <laughs> so everyone vote for us to play this game. <laughs> to have Keith rage. But I'm sure you love the next game, Keith. I know you've been waiting for it. Forza Motorsport. This game, so usually the Forza series would take turns from Horizon and then Motorsport. Horizon being the arcade, Motorsport being the simulator. But Forza Motorsport's been on kind of a bit of a hiatus because they've been rebooting it, trying to work, it, rework like the engine, get it everything back going again. And here it is. They finally announced it. Where did this sit with you, Keith? Forza Motorsports intimidates the crap out of me, is what really? it does. You were such a Gran Turismo person when we were growing I up. I was, but see, here's the thing. Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo 2 was what I played. Once Gran Turismo 3 even came around, it got to Simulator. And it got to the point where, like, you you can absolutely play the game without knowing about cars. Like, it's not that bad. But yeah. it just, I don't know. I feel like I'm not in, I'm not getting my value of the game if I'm just not like, oh, I got to tinker with all these tiny little gear ratios and all these cool little things. But I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And on top of that, while well, the games are gorgeous and i i do and i think they're great they're hard they're so stinking yeah. hard you know you know me you know how i race i don't <laughs> very aggressive i don't do well <laughs> when going off the track a little bit gets me a penalty it's bad enough when i have to take a penalty for you know missing a, a, a five car length checkpoint but you know if i'm not allowed to just bump and grind a little bit on there then I, I don't know. So so more motorsports, I think it's awesome. I'm I'll I'll be excited to play it. Like if someone chooses it, it'll be a game that we like a reason I get to play it. So I just yeah, I'm I'm scared of it. If that if that answers your question. <laughs> Four is a five for me is the same. It's a one. <laughs> it's the Hot Wheels. Oh yeah. So they announced this was surprising. So Forza Horizon they announced their first Expansion, and it's the Hot Wheels, which they did in Forza Horizon 3. So it's kind of surprising that they brought it back. It's surprising because the first expansion for them is almost always grounded. 
Like it's always something like before it was Fortune Island, then before that was like Blizzard Peak. And so to have Hot Wheels as their first one is kind of surprising. But I'm excited for it. I didn't think about that, but I'm I'm excited about that. I, I loved the Hot Wheels expansion. So. Yeah, the Hot Wheels one was fun, and this just looks like bigger, grander. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm giving for it. it a seven out of ten. I'm I'm probably gonna download that. Yeah, that's a. Uh, um, I I will gladly revisit it for for an episode if I don't just do it on my own, anyways. Um, I thought it was pretty crazy. So then also too, they finally did more announcements for Overwatch Two, which they finally announced that they actually announced that Overwatch Two is going to be free to play. This was a big change because so many people were concerned that Overwatch 2, me included, really did not look like an expansion. It looked like a very simple addition that doesn't need to be $60. And that's what it sounded like it was going to be a full game, $60. But this showcase, they said it was free to play and they introduced at least one champion. I couldn't tell if they were introducing, hinting at more, but Overwatch 2, I'm still a bit hesitant of it. I was a huge Overwatch fan, but now they're going from six players to five on each team. I'm giving this a five out of ten. I think I'm going to give it a three. I mean, I'm not really excited. I've seen you play it. I'm not thrilled about the idea, but I also don't hate the idea. So for me, I'm just like, I kind of don't want somebody to pick it. But (laughs) the ones that are in my bottom, that's just like, oh, maybe uh, Dave or Aaron could come in for an episode. It's not one of those. I would happily try it. I mean, it's 5v5, so we need more people on our team. Oh, that would be awesome. We'll have, a, we'll have our first five-person podcast. That would be, be brutal. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover gameplay and then be done. But anywho, I'm <laughs> I'm excited for it, and I will play it before and after someone picks it probably. I think, unless it really disappoints me. Like I, This game is going to have to fail for me when I play it. Because outside of that, I while I don't play Overwatch at all, well, not like I used to. Every every six months, I'll pick it up. I'm excited about it, and um, five v five, six v six, whatever. It's just gonna, I don't know. It's gonna end up being one of those games. That I'm like, ah, let me just hop on for one or two quick games before I go to bed, and five games later, I'll go to bed. <laughs> so the next was another surprising new IP, Ara: History Untold, which sounds like it. No gameplay trailer, but it sounds like it's a turn-based, maybe civilization type clone. It's really hard to look up. Like I had trouble finding information, especially because there was a voice actor in it that sounds. There was a voice actor in it that sounds just like this woman that was in like Twenty Four and The Punisher. Um, I she has like a really deep, strong voice. Did you guys recognize? Oh yeah, it? she she's like the most infamous like smoker voice. I know who it is. I love I her just... voice. I, I think it's wonderful. But yeah, I wanted to look it up because <laughs> I was like, oh, who is that woman? But uh, that and then I didn't get much out of that that trailer. I just knew that it had something to do with history and she was voicing it. And so for me, I'm excited. I gave it a five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the best I could the best I could tell from it was like Andrew said, is it seemed like it would, could be some sort of a civilization clone. And Civilization is one of the few, like, building management style games that I've ever truly loved. Um, so if if it manages to be sort of even on scale with that, then yeah, count me in. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I just wish there was some gameplay, but they did have an insider program you can sign up for. Okay. So for me, I'm a five out of ten on this. I'm interested because I absolutely love Civilization, but. There's just there was like no information given about it, and that that cinematic told me very little. 
just that you can control history. And it's like, all right, we'll find out what that means, I guess. Uh, but then, so then finally some Bethesda came out and kind of listed some of their expansions coming out for their ongoing games, such as Elder Scrolls Online. They have a new expansion coming out called High Isle. And then Fallout 76, they're coming out with The Pit. So I will say with Elder Scrolls Online, I've heard great things about it. I have not tried it yet. We did have a listener request for it, so we may go to it sometime. But I, I mean, I've always, I liked the Elder Scrolls series, so I might try it. But as far as Fallout 76, I've just heard such awful things about that game. But it has such a devote fan base. And I, for me, I love the Fallout series. So I've always kind of wanted to try it. But the fact that they're going back to the pit, which was an expansion in Fallout 3, if I remember correctly, it seems kind of lazy just to kind of rehash an area. I know this is supposed to kind of be like early on, but I don't know. I'm not too crazy about either of these expansions. So what's your rating? Yeah, like a four out of 10. I'd play them, but I don't know. They don't do anything for me. So for me, Elder Scrolls is a three. Um, the fact that you said the fact that it's online, right? Yeah. That's kind of like what turns me off to the, the game. So for me, it's a three for that, but follow play 76. That's true. Follow 76. I'm giving a five. I haven't played any fallout, but I thought it looked really cool. The, post-apocalyptic um, scenario. I feel like we haven't played too many games like that. And then I also, like, if a trailer has good music or it just, like, sets the mood or something, it gets me. And they were singing that that downtown song. <laughs> and I was like, listen, they can set a vibe, man. So for me, yeah, I definitely am looking forward to Follow 76. Such a sucker. I am. I am. So, yeah, that's what got the five. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, I can kind of appreciate that because it, it, if you can get the right song to fit something like on a trailer, gameplay, whatever it may be, I'm like, oh, man, I'm, you make me want to play this. I think the last Fallout experience I had was Fallout 4, maybe. And I think from what I remember about it, I think most Fallout games are in this, they're like town management games. And I get overwhelmed and it just. So I'm not excited about it, I guess. And especially not realizing this is kind of just a rehash. I agree. Especially from, I don't know, from what I, I've always thought I've seen about Fallout. Is it's got a very weird, like, love-hate relationship with its player base. Is yeah. people love and or also hate them because of the, their love for them. It's it, I don't know. It's very weird. So, no, not overly excited. I Kind of a pre-pass for me. And that, it's just a reason I'll have to play fallout 76 elder school heroes i think it's awesome that they're still coming out with stuff but again it's just like man i don't i don't know that i've got time for an mmo and it's it's so hard i wish i did because i i think it's awesome what they do with it but i i just wasn't really excited for it because i just don't think it's something that i could get into i know i wish i had time for more mmos uh wasn't in the showcase but just a quick uh side note uh during one of the interviews, they actually did announce that Fallout 5 is within the works. So even though they didn't announce it during the showcase, because it's probably way down the pipeline because they're still working on the new Elder Scrolls 6, which I forget what the name was of it for. But yeah, they did say they're working on Fallout 5. Another big surprise, they announced Arc 2, which... This All cinematic. I saw, there's no info, and just, is that with Vin Diesel? Yeah, it was Vin Diesel. <laughs> no info. Vin Diesel just had a dinosaur. That you're riding and Vin Diesel, and that's all you get. <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. You did it as soon as I saw. I'm like, that's Vin Diesel. Well, what that makes heck? sense that he's got a daughter because 
Vin Diesel family, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was expecting him to also be on, like, a car on a dinosaur. That would have been awesome if he just came, like, peeling out like a dinosaur <laughs> car. Well, Liz, you never played the first arc. Me and Keith dabbled in a little bit. We did have his listener request, but... I wasn't too thrilled about the idea of playing arc. And so, for me, I'm giving it a three because I'll play it, but it just, like, it was weird. I, I didn't know if that was supposed to hook me or not. <laughs> So I'm just very middle of the road. Vin Diesel doesn't do it for you? I mean, I don't dislike the guy, but like, I need more than that to play a game. He doesn't even speak in the trailer. Is it, is it going to actually be Vin Diesel in the game, or was it just like a weird trailer thing I that think they so. did? I think so. I think, so Arc 1 is a kind of open world survival game. This one I think is meant to have more of a campaign, and it's supposed to be, I think, more story-driven from what I've heard. So I think, yeah, he's supposed to be kind of a more main character. Okay. It's going to explain more of the world. So I, yeah, I mean, I, like you said, we dabbled in ARC and it's another one of those games that I'm just like, it's overwhelming. It's so big. So funny thing, actually, if we ever, I know we've talked about ARC, um, I'm going to keep this in the podcast. Don't my brother just retired from the army. So he's been had a lot of free time on his hands and he and his friends play a ton of ARC and has a dedicated server. So I, he Ooh. invited me to play. And so we, we might have like a safe, dedicated server we could play on. Um, Ooh. So, anywho, and I, and I would imagine if Arc Two does the same, we may we may find the same. I don't know that I'm excited about it because I will, like I said, overwhelmed with Arc as a whole. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I it, it could be interesting to see if they take a more campaign approach to it. I think. Yeah, I'm like at a six out of ten on this. Give me you know, the trailer. Really didn't show Dragon too much. Quest builders. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Dragon Quest builders, I don't know if you got the vibe, Keith. But they also announced a new Minecraft spinoff game, Minecraft Legends. And I don't know about you, but I had a very strong Dragon Quest Builder vibe with this game. It looked like, you know, you're third person controlling one person, but you can build a fort, you summon armies. This trailer didn't show too much, but I was in it. I thought this game looked cool. I didn't get that vibe, but yeah. Well, I don't think Keith really liked the Minecraft Dungeons. I feel like... I was the one that yeah, liked the Minecraft games more. Yeah. Like I love Minecraft Dungeons and I liked Minecraft. Um, but this, yeah, I'm really excited for it. This is, this is a five for me and I'm, I'm really excited. It's, it's story-based, which is kind of yeah. weird. Which Dungeons was too. Yeah, but this seems like it's more, there's more to it. And so I'm really excited. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I know I definitely didn't love Dungeons as much as I was hoping for. I think it's... Well, you like Dungeons. Dungeons just didn't like you. That game abused you. You always like, were complaining about being knocked down and couldn't get up. I mean, that, yeah, that, that happened a lot. But, or I'm sure it happened. I actually don't remember. But I do <laughs> remember not enjoying it as much as I thought I was going to. And so I'm hoping Legends isn't, isn't going to do the same because I think I said it to you the other day, but Minecraft Legends might be the thing I'm most excited for out of the showcase. Maybe not the, the most, but it looked like a lot of fun. I don't know if I caught the Dragon Quest builders. Um, I don't know. It, there was almost, to me, it felt like there was vibes of like tower defense games with like, I don't know, almost like real time strategy. It, it, it seemed really cool. And I don't know what I fully know what it is, but either way, I know that it was something that I, I'm very interested to check out and, and I'm excited for it to come out. So one big game that a lot of people have heard about, but there's been no release date. They finally did a release date for it, but Scorn, they finally said it's coming out in October. And Liz is showing a face of disapproval. 
I, it's a one for me. I just thought it, it looks gross. Uh, I don't really like gore. I, I can get into a horror movie or, you know, scary games, whatever. But just for me, it just like it was gory, aliens. Um, I didn't really care too much. It's the same with Diablo. I was just like the 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 graphics. Oh. I just did they give us much gameplay on Scorn? Because I there's there's I don't been snippets of gameplay throughout. Locked it out because I remember it. Like I remember it happening, and I remember it being kind of gory and gross. But honestly, I don't remember having much of an opinion on it, and that's okay. So, this game has been announced for like years. I think it first was first showcased. I think about five years ago, and it's very much based on like H.R. Geiger's like concept of like just body horror. So there's a lot of just like weird body shapes and disfiguration. I mean, your gun is usually like a living creature that you have to like snap open, and it's like a spine that you attach. I don't know. It's very disturbing. I don't really consider gory gross. It's just weird because it's body horror. But for me, I think I love the art style and I love just this unique take on a game because it's very unique. It's like, like you see this game and you can't be like, oh, that maybe looks like this game. No, it very much looks like its own game. For me, gore takes away from a movie, a game, like whatever. So if I'm watching a horror movie, I feel like it, it makes it less scary. Like I just, I just think it just doesn't work for me. But I don't know. I'm, I'm an eight out of ten. I've been looking forward to this game. I think graphically it looks great. I, to me, I'm iffy about the gameplay. It, it obviously doesn't look like a frantic first-person shooter. But I don't know. I love the art style of this game. I can't. I actually can't wait to play this game. I remember thinking uh, bullet hell about a game. Maybe it was Scorn. No, it definitely isn't. Scorn's pretty slow. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Carry on. Um, new IP that was next shown was Flintlock. This is, looks like a third-person action RPG, which is kind of a uh, in like a industrial era steampunk alternate universe. And for me, this game also was a big surprise. I was actually really into this game. To me, this is kind of a nine out of ten. It the character looked cool, the universe looked cool. You have this cute little dog, fox pet. I don't know. This looked like this has I think to me great potential. I, I Flintlock looks really good to me. I gave it a three because I thought everything from the music pet. to the story, the game, everything that was being shown, it was just confusing. I didn't think yeah. the music matched the trailer and then everything else. It just like, it did not mesh with me. And so for me, I, I don't even want to look it up. Like I don't <laughs> care to look it up, but if someone's like, Oh, play this game. Like it has, it could, it could be good maybe. And I did write actually in my notes that there was a cute animal at the end, but it's like a cute animal. Wasn't saving that trailer. Like, <laughs> I, so I, I remember looking at that animal and also thinking, Oh, Liz is going to be about this. Um, however, I, I'm going to tell you right now, something bad happens to that, that animal. I don't. No. I don't know what it is. Some, I doubt it. Not. It's, I'm not saying it dies. I'm just saying <laughs> he throws it out of a cannon. It's okay. The animal's fine. I mean, if it, if it comes back unharmed and it's hilarious when I do it, I will do it every time. <laughs> but I bet this next game kind of maybe got you excited. Lightyear Frontier. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I was writing notes for this one because in the trailer I saw some resource gathering, building, farming, exploration, and it seemed like there's a little bit of a mystery. Yep. And, and so, it's co-op farm building <laughs> management in a mech suit. That looks pretty cool. It's a five for me. And I, there's so much going on in the trailer that I 
feel like playing it, I'm gonna be like a bit overwhelmed at first, but like an excited overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. This is a definite like we gotta play this game. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm an eight out of ten on this. This I, looks cool. I immediately got Rift Breaker vibes. I, I don't. I mean, I I don't think the storyline's gonna combat. be combat. I don't think I saw any combat. Okay. I, could, I mean, maybe they just didn't show it, but but yeah, as as far as it goes, it definitely not the same storyline. You're what like running away on this planet versus trying to discover everything. I honestly, for a second, I, I was like, oh, is there a Rift Breaker too? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it looks fun. I liked the style of of it because it's first person, right? Or yep. I remember seeing first person. Okay, and and that Rift Breaker didn't have so. Yeah, I think it looks interesting. I like I like the multiplayer aspect of it because when it comes to resource and building management games, I like multiplayer. I like being the mule. Go gather me this, Keith, and I'll do the hard building. Yes, please. But Keith, I really want to get your opinion on the next game that they showed. Gunfire Reborn? Yes. I actually wrote Keith question mark in my notes. Because I like right <laughs> in the trailer and said... Four player roguelike. Yep, and I, or roguelite. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yep. I mean, did it do anything for you, Keith? I, I don't remember being wowed by it as a whole. I, I it looked, looked kind of generic. Yeah, I, like nothing about it looked like wow. This is a cool roguelike. The only thing that stood out to me about it is multiplayer. I yeah. do like the aspect of multiplayer and roguelike because there's not enough of those. It's nothing that's really even still mind blowing, but I think it makes them more fun, and so. I'd definitely be, I mean, I will give it a try. You know me. It'll come yeah. out and I'll I'll fire it up. But no, nothing about it wowed me. I just was interested about the multiplayer aspect mostly. But this was a game that was a bullet hell. So this might have been the game you were thinking of. Uh, yes, probably is. It, that that sounds about right. Because I do, but yeah, for, do remember that. But for me, this probably sits at probably about a, a 6 out of 10. The trailer, it, you know, it showed some gameplay, but it was just so quick. I, I didn't quite understand fully what was going on with it. Like, you know, four player roguelike, I'll give it a try. I probably won't hate it. It just, to me, didn't look like it was doing anything crazy. For me, it's a three. I thought it was weird too, like how cutesy the game was. Yeah. That's kind of the vibe that I got. And so for me, yeah, three. I'm, I'd be happy to play it because I feel like I get in these moods where I really want to play roguelike, but and then a new IP that was just announced, The Last Case of Benedict Fox. This is one I'm really excited really? about. Because for me, like I love a haunted mansion. And I think I'm going to be bad at it. Because the platforming and fighting looked like it was going to be a little tricky for Liz. <laughs> um, but there's also a lot of like cool story elements, it looks like. Like you're having these like memories and, yeah, and kind and of it, stuff. So It looks like it deals with like Eldritch Cthulhu horror. I don't know what that is. Cthulhu? No, we've done numerous games of it. No, Cthulhu. You don't know. Okay, never mind. Explain it to me later, and then I'll go. Oh yeah. We did a game about it, and you, the the creator Lovecraft, was a big racist. Oh Remember yeah. You that information. Oh yeah. yeah. Andrew <laughs> just Andrew throws Lovecraft on so many things. He doesn't even know. He just says it. He's never even read it. Okay, whatever, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this looks like a fun Metroidvania like indie game. I. I love the art style of it. I'm intrigued by it. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I'm, I'm totally down to play this game. This looks kind of cool. Yeah, I thought it looked. I thought it looked neat. The one thing I always like is just it's like a video game trope in general. I I don't know. If maybe I'm just making this up, but I got the vibe in the trailer that he's like, I don't know, like a reporter or something. 
And he goes in. I'm assuming a private detective. But either way, he the goes fact in. that's last case of Benedict Fox. And he's I'm like, assuming he's some sort of detective. Yeah, exactly. And he's just in there, and all of a sudden he's just like battling things, and he's just like some <laughs> skilled fighter. I'm like, what? No, that seems weird. But anywho, it's a video game. I don't really care. I just laugh every time I see it. He's actually just a cobbler. Yeah, he's but knows how to use a gun. <laughs> Um, but next up we had a dusk falls. So this actually, I remember being announced, I think last year, but this time around, you know, it seems like it's coming to the end. Did you guys get the same vibe of a game we played before? What was this Neither game again? No. no what? Was I checking like, out by the end of this? Cause I don't... Probably. It looks like a very heavy narrative story driven game. But to me, this looks very much like man from a Dan. What was the where game? You are again? trying. Yeah. So th- this game. When dusk falls or as dusk falls. They explained it that it's kind of like a British TV show, but it looks like a graphic novel, and they called it an emotional experience. Yeah. And so for me, I put this as a pass, as a one, oh. because for me, I was wa- I was watching the trailer, and I don't like feeling emotions or like <laughs> bad ones, but also I just I don't know. I wasn't really into the story. Um, I don't know. It doesn't tell you too much of the story. And I didn't know how like the graphic, I mean, I didn't know how the gameplay went, but it was just very odd. Like, I feel like it looks like a very unique game, but I think it's a story that's going to make me not want to play it. See, for me, the art style, it's very much looks like watercolor, but it's like animated, but not. It looks like a lot of it is just still images of people. And then they're talking with these like janky slight movements so for me, I feel like that might be a little jarring playing the game. But the thing that got me excited, I don't know if you saw, it can be a single-player game or up to eight players you can play with your friends. I That's that. interesting. I'm really curious to see how eight players goes with this game. So is this a game where your decisions matter? I think so. Yeah, oh, and there's branching see, paths no. of what you do. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're picking a character and you're doing your thing. A little bit like Man of Medan, but Man of Medan I think was only two, three, four player maybe. And this is eight, so I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm like a six out of ten. I don't know. It I I'm the same. I'm not overly excited because I agree. The art style, I was like, is my like is my video jittering because it's lagging, or was it the gameplay? And I think it was the gameplay because that was the only time I had that issue in the entire showcase. And so yeah, I hated that weird like the camera panned to make it 3d and they sort of moved like you said but didn't it was uncomfortable take that out of it it's a very story driven game and so by nature i'm probably not gonna like it but i do like that there's the branching aspects of it especially if it kind of gives you a little bit of the the visibility into the trees the way that it showed that might have just been like a visual kind of marketing thing if you will but Outside of that, I do think, yeah, that the up to eight players, because I almost wonder then, is it some sort of like a like a tabletop card game of what's the one like uh, Wolf in the Night or whatever or werewolf game, that werewolf game we played? The Long Dark? The Long Dark? is it? No, no, no. Like card game. What was the werewolf one? Like someone's oh, a yeah. werewolf. You used the, the phone app. Oh, oh, oh. You're talking about the board game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm wondering if the multiplayer aspect in it. One night ultimate werewolf. Yeah. Might have some sort of aspect where it's just like, you're like an among us or something like that, where you're kind of trying to figure out who the traitor is or who the bad person is. 
I don't know. That'd be cool. I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm curious. And if it is, I think that makes it a really cool aspect of it. Um, yeah. I'll have to say, I, I, it's something that I didn't think I would be interested in, and the art style is going to make it tough, but I kind of am interested in. Next up was a Battle Royale, Naraka, pass. Blade Point. <laughs> this is a pass for you? You don't even you're I, sick of Battle Royales now? I mean, it's funny to say because I I will play every hundred roguelikes that come out. But yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit tapped out on Battle Royales, but I don't know. They, I guess the fact that it's kind of melee is unique and yeah, interesting. Yeah, Feudal Japan. But it was, I don't know. The the trailer was weird because it just showed me a bunch of people getting assassinated that were like standing yeah. still. Like I was assassinated. The trailer did not bots. show much. <laughs> so I don't know. I I did maybe it's interesting, but I I wasn't excited for it. Yeah, I'm I'm a five out of ten. It's a it's a three for me because I feel like all I got from the trailer is that it, you can play with up to like versus up to sixty people and it has a campaign mode. That's all I know about the game. Yeah. I felt like maybe it was very little single campaign gameplay. Maybe, but you can, I know, play the game on the insider program. If you're in the Xbox insider program, uh, this one was really interesting and uh, surprised me, but Pentiment, I don't know if you got it, but this is from Obsidian Studios. Did they do the other medieval game. No. Like the cutout? Oh. Yeah. I definitely got a, um, uh, procession of Calvary. Yeah. But, uh, no, this is the studio that did grounded and they normally do RPGs. So See, this is really different from them. I, I had trouble figuring out what the game was, like how you play and everything, but I loved hearing like the pen and paper and during the little scenes and stuff. So for me, I just think it looks cool. And that's why I gave it a five. Yeah. I can't tell if it was a comedy because I, I, I kept thinking Procession of Calvary, which yeah. was. And so for me, I'm like, is this a comedy? But I'm intrigued. The gameplay does look pretty unique. I'm giving it a seven out of 10. I, I want to try this. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I could kind of figure out either. It's the same, but it, it it drew me in just based on its its links to at least visually to Procession of yeah. Calvary. So I'm I'm willing to give it a try. I was I was put it out of game. But big news next, Grounded finally has a release date. It's 1.0 patch. It'll be out of game preview. I think it's September. Yeah, I, I believe so. I didn't write it down. Uh, yeah, I think it's like late September. Should have wrote it down. I'm great. So host. are we gonna go back into it, Keith? I don't think you really liked Grounded. This I, is the five for me. The fact that it's oh yeah, out. both me like, and you loved. We, and we played a ton played of Grounded with us a lot. Yeah. So this is a game that I love playing with other people, and for me, I would totally go back to this. But, game. Yeah, it looks like they finally gave more in like snippets of the story of these teens being missing. To me, yeah, I cannot wait for this. This is this is a this is a ten out of me. I want to play Grounded again. <laughs> I thought I loved it. I did think it was cool that they're going to actually get some campaign aspect to it. And I, I, I enjoyed playing with you guys. I just struggle to take the time to want to build all the stuff that you guys built. And so for that, I, I won't play it probably by myself, but if we play it, I don't think I'll be upset to do it. I'll just <laughs> try to make sure I'm tagging along with you guys when I do. Sweet. Revisiting grounded. Uh, next up was another new IP, Arabin. Which looks like a top-down, third-person, stealth-heavy game where you're assassinating robots. To me, this looks cool because I enjoy stealth games, and this is a stealth game with superpowers. Those are my two favorite things. For me, it looked a little hard, 
it looks like it could be so for me like i i just wrote down robots and like i kind (laughs) of it has robots that point like i was you know not paying as much attention to like the shorter (laughs) games like they didn't like really show as much uh and so for me like this one i'm i would play i think it'd be really hard especially the stealth aspect because it shows you like go like the black dust yeah it looks like you you can turn to dust in shadows and you need to yeah. avoid light. So I think it's going to be really good, but I think it's going to be hard. And I'm, I'm not really a huge robot person. So yeah, you're killing them. Three. it could surprise me. It might be a, a game for me later on. It reminded me a bit of um, was Origami, that uh, stealth ninja game we played before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you could get some powers and use different things if you were in the shadows. See, I like that game, but I didn't like the... It was super buggy. Ga- yeah, and the certain gameplay aspect. So if this was that, but better... That might be a five. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that I'd be very excited if it was another origami. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I don't know. I was trying to look this one up because, yeah, this was another one. But this was pretty forgettable for you? I think so because I, I don't remember. I think this was another one that I started to check out a little bit. It's like, it's like the only one that has robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, like, a screen full of robots. I know. I saw it. I just... I don't think I was excited for it, so sure. It, it was kind of don't, a quick trailer. If you kind of blinked, you probably missed it. Don't be origami, I will say. That, that'll that be my comment about that. It's from Raw Fury, who did... Um, I'm drawing a blank on the game that you picked, Keith. The uh, female soldiers. Oh, the you had one, a sniper the and one engineer. that was like Castle Crashers? Yeah. I don't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Good description, both of us. I know, thank you. Then this was also a big surprise, but Diablo 4, they showed quite a bit of gameplay. And then not only that, you know, it's coming out this year, or 2023, which was very surprising. A lot of people were sure this game was coming out at least 2024. Like, they thought this game was way far out. And, like, even Blizzard was saying, like, oh, yeah, we're not even close. But the fact that they showed quite a bit, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. It, to me, looks very much like Diablo 2. Diablo 2 is my favorite. I did not care as much for 3. I didn't care for the art style, but I know you already complained about the grossness of it, Liz. I love the dark, nitty-gritty grossness of Diablo 2, and it looks like they're going back to it. I cannot wait for Diablo 4. Yeah, I think I would like it if it wasn't so gross. Like, I mean, they're talking about how like you play a necromancer, and this is the fifth and final class, and it's open world, shared world, and... I like that too that there's the aspect of if you're really, really good, you're marked on the map and people will just constantly go after you. Yeah. Um, and so for me, there's a lot of cool elements. Just for me, I put it as a one with scorn just because it, it just looks gross. I'm not into gore. And it's, it seems like it's going to be a huge aspect of the game. So for me, I mean, the just, game's called Diablo. I know, but <laughs> I haven't played any of the, the any of. Uh, I haven't played any of the other Diablos. I think I had you try three a little bit, but like only like 10, 15 minutes of it. How much? I'm pumped. I know. I, I don't think this is going to be a Game Pass one. So kind of bummed from um, that aspect. It, it could probably be. will be. Uh-huh. So that was a great thing about this trailer is they showed Xbox Series X gameplay only, which was really cool. But That's Microsoft's true. about to own Blizzard. So yeah, it's probably going to be on Game Pass. Okay, well. I hope it is. Either way. It I, just isn't on the list yet because they don't own them. So. Yeah. Well, either way, it, it's a yes, yes, and a yes for me. I think as long as they live up to it, this, it's another one of those things where I I suspect in typical Blizzard fashion, 
the first six to eight months of the game are going to oh, be really be, rough. Yeah, and I'll play the and microtransactions it. are going to be rampant. Not even my, it'll be microtransactions. It'll just be a lot of weird little things. But within a year, that is going to be such a fine game. And my gosh, I'm, it's going to be good. I just, I, I really hope I can find the time to play it. So I'm excited for it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this. Um, but the next one, I wasn't a crazy announcement, but it was a very cool trailer. Sea of the, Thieves? The Sea of Thieves yep. update where they finally, this was something they talked about doing, I think within the first three months of the game being launched, that you can, that you can name your ship, you can customize it and like do a lot more customization with it, but it has been like far on the back burner. And so finally they announced season seven, you can now save loadouts of your ship Name your ship. Just decorate the interior of the I ship. I think there's limitations on the name, though, that they said. Yeah, they, they said no profanity. Yeah. But it's okay, because me and Keith already have our ship names. Oh, of course. I Johnny I, Depp's and Tom Plank's. Yep. I'm, I'm dumb all about it. I, I think I think I have to take Johnny Depp's, so, though, because I... Oh, I, that was probably our favorite. It is. Well, also because I stole it for my Reddit username, so... Oh, that's right. <laughs> so I, I've, I've claimed Johnny Depp's apparent at this point. And, um, yeah, I, it, I, I think, are we going to have to do CFDs round three? <laughs> Another revisit. <laughs> Cause I actually, for the first time in a long time, even when we revisited, I was like, I got excited and fired up. I told, and I told you this to play Sea of Thieves and it wasn't even the new one in there. I was like, I'm just going to go out there. I'm going to do the skeleton missions. I got wrecked. Not even by, not even by people, just skeletons. And uh, also my game crashed a bunch, but I'm excited for it. So they didn't say anything in the trailer, but it looked like you were maybe starting to align yourself more with factions, possibly. That's what it looks because like. Because I don't know if you saw this last patch or event that was going on. You, everyone was being able to decide if you want to save the Golden Sands or destroy it. So you kind of had that. a way of picking the side. Really cool. So I think they're going to be working more on like doing that where you can shape the world. Um, but next up for me, this looked really disappointing and this was Ravenlock. It was kind of voxel art style, third person action, maybe RPG element where you're playing like a girl kind of going into an Alice in Wonderland type-esque world. And you That's were, what I thought. Alice yeah. I got, yeah, heavy Alice in Wonderland vibes. But to me, the combat just looked a little stiff. I, it, the trailer overall, I just didn't think showed much. So for me, I'm giving this like a two out of 10 for excitement. It could be good. It just, it did not do anything for me. I gave it a five out of five. Uh, wow. I like the vibe. And like you said, there's a, there's a lot of games that didn't really give me enough. Like we were talking about Pentiment earlier. There's a lot of games that, I mean, it doesn't warrant a five, but I'm excited at the idea of, you know, seeing more, maybe playing it. So I'm excited. Yep. This is another one that I, I blocked out where... I like I remember it and when you say the Alice in Wonderland vibes like I'm like ah yeah I remember that but there was absolutely nothing that excited me about it but nothing that turned me off just I, I'm kind of neutral on this one what are the chances Keith fell asleep <laughs> uh, very good chances no I actually did not not on this one I did fall asleep uh, playing Mass Effect the other night though no <laughs> spoiler of an upcoming game Whoops. Uh, but as far as the next game though, Cocoon from, well, it's published by Annapurna Studios, but what kind of caught me off guard, it says it's from one of the original designers of Inside and Limbo. And I know you guys haven't played those games, but if you played those games, they're a 2D platformer and the story is 
buck wild in both of those games. And this one actually looks a lot more grounded. It looks like, you know, a top-down puzzler, platformer puzzler, where you were playing kind of a bug, kind of dropping off these eggs to solve puzzles. It looked interesting. It looked nothing like Inside and Limbo, if you've played either of those games. But I'm a, I'm a 7 out of 10 on this. This looks cool. It's a 3 out of 5 for me. I just wrote bug platformer. I didn't get much <laughs> out of the trailer. I wasn't too excited about it, um, especially because, you know, I suck at platforming. But it just looks, it looks really like it's more like puzzle than platforming, though. <laughs> Which I guess I, you're not too crazy about I puzzles I, either. I, I thought I showed really like both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, puzzler was the biggest thing for me. It is, and I, I like those styles of games. I think sometimes they can get a little too repetitive where like I, like I just now was like, I have to refresh myself on this one because I didn't remember it until I pulled it up. Is like it almost it. It gives me vibes where, okay, you have like this certain color of an egg and you're always going to do the same thing. So some of the puzzles get predictable. I could be wrong on that. But just from some of the things that I saw like that are in the trailer, that would be my some of my concerns. Uh, I'll give it a, I, I would definitely be interested to play it, but not overly excited. So still a I- game. So I love her game. very obscure, like grading scissors. I'm, I'm trying really. to at least end with some sort of gamer pass. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a pre-game. <laughs> All right. So this next game is a five out of ten for me. This could really go either way. There's things about this game got me excited and worried, but this is Wulong, the Fallen Dynasty. So this is from Team Ninja, and then, I don't know if you caught this, Keith. Too well, Keith. Did you get any vibes from this game? I mean, I was hoping Dynasty Warriors, but that could have just been in the name. Uh, well, did you not hear? This actually is tied with Koei Tecmo. <gasps> yes, so this is why please. it's a 5 out of 10 for me. This could be really good. So this is a Souls-like game, though. So it looks like oh, no. it, you're more focusing on one person. You know, you could die, lose your stuff. But it looks very dark, very gritty. But yeah, Feudal Japan looks like you're playing one of the like main you know, Japanese heroes. Looks like it could be really cool. But the graphics looked amazing. Yeah. It, it but it it could go bad, but it's being done by Team Ninja and I think Team Team Ninja does a good job. Okay. I feel bad saying it again, but this is another game that it didn't Too give gory. me enough. Oh, just didn't and give me enough. And so I, that's all I could gather from is that the graphics were nice. So yeah, it didn't show much. Me. I think it looks cool, but I didn't get any substance from that trailer. Yeah, outside of the graphics, the only thing I could I could grab was really that I was hoping it was going to be some sort of a Dynasty Warriors. Um, I, gosh, I'm so terrible at Souls-like games. But <laughs> I don't know. If, if it's from some of the people who made uh, a Dynasty Warriors game, then I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, hearing that Souls-like, it's kind of making me want to drop it down to a one. But it's going to stay at a three. <laughs> Uh, then the showcase also had some huge announcements, specifically two, which I saw on Twitter. This got a lot of Sony fanboys very angry, but Persona 3, 4, and 5 are coming to Game Pass. This was, you know, a very exclusive Sony JRPG. I've never played this series. I heard the fans on it are hardcore fans. I've heard great things about the series. Are you guys at all interested in the series? Did this do anything for you? Or are you just kind of like, meh? I gave it a three. I'm not really itching to play it. It's a generous three. <laughs> Jeez. Um, no, because, I, again, I feel like a lot of the later games are just like, here's just some random stuff we're going to throw on the screen without telling you anything. So at that point, I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. There's so many games I'm interested in. Like, 
You're not even going to give me a little crumb? I mean, the games have been out. You could just YouTube them. Yeah, I I know. I didn't know that. They, uh, they didn't tell me that. Am I supposed to look up every game and be like, how long has this been out? Mm-hmm. Yes, Liz. Touche. Touche. Really, you fell asleep during half of them, Keith. <laughs> I did not fall asleep. I just didn't care to pay attention. There's a difference. Um, yeah, I know the Persona games, and, and mostly it's a weird, like, I think the Persona Reddit is super popular and it's just like always on the popular thread because I see Persona all the time. That said, it doesn't do anything for me, but I was watching it. I was like, oh, like whenever I see that they're releasing three of a game, like that's a lot of background I don't want to get involved in. So I know it's a huge ad for Xbox, but for me, it did nothing. Yeah. Wait, I'm, so I'm if the there's a bunch of games in like a series you don't want to play? Not necessarily. It's just in the context of it, like the, the trailers themselves, there wasn't anything about it. And that was like, oh, cool. I want to play that. Um, I just, it, I, I, yeah. And then if there's three of them, I know it's not like a new game that I'm like, oh, maybe I've never heard about this. I'm like, if this has been out for a while and I've never heard about it to play it, there's a good chance it's because it just doesn't run in a circle that I'm going to be excited about. You've never heard of Persona? I've heard of it. And like I said, yeah. I've, but I've never like had anyone be like, hey, Keith, you'd be into Persona. Uh, yeah. It's never come up on like anything that styles of games that I like. So I just, I feel like if a game's been out this long and I've never run across it as something I've wanted to play, I probably don't want to play it now, but it seems like it's a big ad for Xbox. Did anyone else get the vibe? I don't know if anyone saw it though. Did it say Persona 5 is coming out first? Is this a series you have to play in order? I don't know. That's that's what I I don't get, but. Yeah, I did catch that, but I don't know. All right. And then the other huge news was that Hideo Kojima, they one of the most infamous people in the gaming industry. He's known for this Metal Gear Solid series. He's been known to work with Sony on so many different games. It just came out with Death Stranding with Norman Reedus in it. And so, of course, it's got so many Sony fanboys really upset that he announced that he's coming out and making an Xbox game. I'm surprised it's caught so many people off, like, caught people off surprise because he already said in an interview. Off guard. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm great with English today. He, he said in an interview like a couple months ago that he absolutely loved what Microsoft's doing with the xCloud and that he, that he says that's the future of gaming and he wants to do something with that. So I feel like he already kind of announced he was doing something with that. And then when he actually came on stage, people were like, oh, I can't believe he's doing this. It's like he kind of already said he did. And he did say, you know, I'm not cutting ties with Sony. I have a great rapport with them. Like this isn't the end for me. I don't know. For me, I'm excited what he does. He's really interesting guy i can't wait to see what he comes up with he also seems nice yeah yeah well you never really believe that your ex is broken up with you until you see him out on a date with somebody else i guess so <laughs> maybe that's what it was <laughs> good reference like yikes another thing that i want to talk about which i i was going to give a one until i watched this trailer because i have heard about it flight simulator and so for me like andrew was telling me about like the the Google Maps aspect and like you can, you know, use the Pelican and have like the old school planes. And so there were some things about it that I was like, you know, it would be cool to dabble in it. But for me, like, I don't know if I would want to do full episode because like, I don't like driving. Why would I like, you know, driving a plane? <laughs> so I gave it a you three. You fly a plane. You don't oh, sorry, fly. A plane. I'm great English too. Yeah, there you go. I was actually like an English major for a hot minute. That's embarrassing. But <laughs> yeah, so for me, it's a three because I, I just want to dabble a little bit. Well, Flight Simulator's been out. 
the, yeah. the announcement was the fact that you can now fly the Pelican and that they're coming out with some historic planes to the spirit of St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. And th- just recently, though, they also came out with a the Halo one. Top too, Gun. Right? Yeah. Th- that was the thing. They just came with the Halo Pelican. But before that, they came oh, out with Top Gun Maverick where you can fly, I think, an F-7 or some sort yeah. of fighter jet for free, which is pretty cool. I mean, I so I've never played Flight Simulator, so... Oh, yeah. oh, I tried a little bit. It's so, super relaxing. Well, I was gonna say I was gonna I was gonna crack a, a joke at Liz, but I also want you to know, Liz, that I've never played this. So, I would say you know we play five hours on average. You might get off the ground in five hours, so that like you would probably <laughs> yeah. would be fine for. I probably wouldn't be much better. I'm not if if at all. Honestly, I'm just saying. No. Okay. I, I feel like that. Also, you say average of five hours. Like I, I feel like we put way more. Usually, time in most games. I, I just oh, know that our, our, I'd, we set our kind of like guideline at that. But yeah, you're right. We do play more than that. Yeah, usually. I'm just saying if you're gonna jab at me, like make it accurate. <laughs> well, I played it, and I will say you can scale how simulator it is. You can oh, make it okay. where you just push one button and fly, or you can go full on simulator and like open the door, sit in the seat, turn the keys, push every button. Like you can go heavy simulator or light. So like a control freak that's afraid of flying is like, Oh, in case something happens, I'll know how to fly. Yeah, No, you legitimately learn because like they have blueprints of the planes and how they're built. So like they are hyper realistic. So yes, if you truly want to know how to fly a plane, this is the game. Like not even joking. Like they use, well, no, I don't have to joke with like like flight simulator is used <laughs> for like actual pilot training. Like the, yeah. the Microsoft is used. Yeah, flight in simulator ninety five they used forever. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, it like legitimately as like a real almost training tool, and that's kind of it's the like, craziest thing about it. But I don't know. It's again, it's one of those things. And sure, I guess I can turn on the the you know one button aspect, but then it doesn't feel like I I'm really playing the game for what it's truly yeah. worth. So I kind of want to try and fly the halo pelican because it does it's seem a cool made up vehicle it's a sci-fi spaceship so it's like how do they do this how do you program that and like make it an accurate plane i don't know really cool though would it make you feel better about flying you think like oh i don't know i have a fear of flying yeah that's what i'm thinking like maybe... there's been a couple times playing the game i was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> it still kind of gives me uneven feelings it's crazy it's awesome though and then the big game yes so this is the big coup de gras of the show Finally, we see gameplay footage of Starfield. So this was Bethesda's brainchild that they've been working on for over 20 years. It's, as they described, a Han Solo simulator. You know, they finally showed gameplay. They showed quite a bit, too. They showed, actually, you on the ground shooting enemies. They showed you space flight. They showed you exploration. This was really cool. And I like that they actually kind of described how big the game is. Yes. They're talking about, like, you can go anywhere on this planet, and there's this many planets in this area, and then this is, like, the, the total. Like, it's a big, big game. Did you guys get the vibe of a game we played before? Well, I the think it's obviously No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. yeah. So when this game was announced, No Man's Sky was actually the trending, like, Google search. Well, yeah, and, it, I, I, like, to simplify it, I was going to say No Man's Sky with, like, good combat. Is, yep, is that's exactly of, what I was going to say, because I hated No Man's Sky's combat. Now, I know that it's a different game, and I see, I we, like, and this is another one we talked about. I, I guess in my mind, I thought for some reason that there was No Man's Sky was largely procedurally generated and pretty it much was. infinite. So in terms of numbers, if you're comparing infinite to, what is it, like a thousand? A thousand. It's, yep. you know, pretty vastly different. 
but good luck exploring a thousand planets like realistically See, it's i if you really go through and you explore them and you think that that's not enough good for you it can <laughs> I, you, I, i'll it, prove to me that you've done it especially if you were unpleased with the amount of of time that you were given i will buy you a trophy so a lot of people are upset that it's a thousand planets like for me when they say a thousand planets a good 98% of those planets are just going to be like just resource harvesting planets. You're just going to go there to gather iron or whatever. And that's it. That's all you're going to visit that planet for. So it's not like you're visiting, you know, a thousand Skyrim esque planets that are filled with a ton of things to explore and and treasures and whatnot. Yeah. It's, it's to me just going to be a lot of kind of empty planets. So I, I didn't care for that. You're going to have 20 mission planets and those 20 mission planets are going to give you a ton of, yeah, go harvest this amount of ore in this amount of thing. Go to this planet, maybe do the one quest and come back. Yeah. Or go to one planet and do 10 quests because you have to farm like a whole bunch of different things and then come back. So I agree with you in in that aspect that it's largely not going to be, you know, two interesting planets. Maybe they at least, I don't know, make them, you can't make a thousand completely unique biomes. Well, Easily, I guess you can't, but um, we'll see. if if you can make them at least somewhat unique in aspects, then I, I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but for me, it's a three. I was what I thought it looked great, but you know me, like I don't really like space exploration yeah. games. I don't like flying the spaceship. I don't like and with No Man's Sky, there's so many things that like I just I mean, there are things I liked about it, but there's also things that just kind of felt like made it tedious and so that's what i'm nervous about with another game like this but i do think it looks great and it's gonna be a great game but i'm just thinking from my personal you know preference with games am i gonna like it as much for me this is a nine out of ten my biggest hiccup and hang up my biggest hang up for this game is from bethesda so you know this game's gonna come out very janky full of bugs that's a good point especially for how big it is i think this game will be a little bit rough coming out but I'm, I'm, I love the customization of it. Did you like that character creator, Keith, that they kind of gave you a quick snippet of? It looks like it has a very detailed character creator. There was a couple games that they showed that had really good character creators. Girl, give me a good character creator. My Mass <laughs> Effect know. one is, is it's something, but it's it's not up to the par. There's not, a, there's not enough customization. But yeah, give me a good character customization yeah. about that. I, I wasn't uh, Anthem. No, Anthem wasn't Bethesda. That was EA. Never mind. Scratch yep. that. But yeah, I, I thought this was a really nice ending to the showcase of doing Starfield. I can't wait for it. Well, because it's it been talked like, about for so long, hasn't it? Hey. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to come out 11-11-22, but it got delayed. Uh, yeah. But it looks like it's come, It's now it's coming out early, though. Or did, I can't remember. Did it have a release date? remember, but it's going to come remember. out in the next 12 months. So. Yeah, it looks comes out in the next 12 months. Now in uh, June 12th. Yeah. So that just about does it just about wraps up everything in the showcase, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you want a lot of games, unless you want to talk about the achievements. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, overall, I thought this was a solid showcase. I was just, I was just a little disappointed of all the rumors of things that were going to be in the showcase weren't there, but overall though, solid list of games. I think we have a very exciting next 12 months. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm excited. All right. So I guess we'll wrap it up here. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you have any game suggestions, please email us at gamepassgrabbing at gmail.com or 
visit us on our Facebook at GBGBPod or Twitter at GBGBPod. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. I've been Keith. And uh, while we were talking about Starfall, you know what? I don't think we talked about it at all. Like, which of these games are day one of Starfall? Do you mean Starfield or Redfall? I don't know. Because you can find those two games. We talked about so many games. I've... (laughs) I have I have lost it, but I don't think we talked at all about like which of these games will be day one Game Pass versus which ones won't. We'll have to keep an eye, and when they come out, we'll put them on the poll on Twitter. Well, ninety yeah. percent of them I, I know a lot are going to be Game Pass, but that's because why, these yeah. are all first party games. Well, mostly. I'm just saying, I asked the question, and we didn't really answer it, and I feel like because uh, like some of them aren't, some of them are. Huh? Just saying, that was my that was my parting thought. Because I'm Keith. Mm-hmm. And I'm Liz Noob, Gamertag Common OMD. I'm on Twitter at Liz Noob, Noob is EW. And don't forget that when Plain Tail comes out, Keith really wants you to vote for that one. Hey guys. <laughs> Bye guys. All right, thank you all for joining us. Love you all. See you again next week. Bye.